Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. My name is Tina Hollenbeck. My friend and colleague Jenny Tetzner and I introduced ourselves and our husbands in our first few episodes. And today, it's the kids' turn. Yes, we've wrangled three out of our four kids, my daughter Rachel and Jenny's children Noah and Madeline, into talking with all of us about their impressions of homeschooling, and my other daughter, Abby, who couldn't be with us today has told me that she stands by whatever her sister will say. No pressure, Rachel. By way of brief introduction, we'll just say that Noah graduated in 2019, Rachel and Abby in 2020, and Madeline just a month ago in 2021. Jenny? Welcome, kiddos. Welcome to the Homeschool Loft cast. And welcome, listeners out there. So this is one of our most exciting yet. The dads were super great, but how exciting is this? This is where we get to hear the real proof of homeschooling. (laughs) No pressure, kids. They're going to be completely honest, and this is not scripted. This you are going to hear straight from each of them. So who is going to begin? Let's begin with Rachel. Let's just talk about, Rachel, are you happy that you were homeschooled? Is that, was that good for you? Are you happy about that? Were you happy in the process? Yes, I'm extremely happy that I was homeschooled. I think it really gave me a good opportunity with a lot of different learning things. What are some things, Rachel, that it helped you with? I really think it gave me an opportunity to really explore what I was interested in. You know, with traditional schooling, there's a lot of different things you have to study. And of course, we have to study a few things with homeschooling. But it really gave me the opportunity to explore what I was interested in, really pursue that. Madeline, what about you? Well, I grew up extremely involved in the theater, so it gave me a lot of more flexibility and time in order to really pursue that and really get into that. And I always looked at it as it really was like I was living my life and not that my life would start after I graduated. So that's the biggest thing. What about you, Noah? Well, yes, I am so proud of the fact that I was homeschooled. There are so many things that I was able to do as a teenager and a middle schooler that simply wouldn't have been possible if not for homeschooling. I'm a firm believer in self-directed and interest-based education and learning. And from shadowing my uncle and my father, who both work in real estate, to interacting with other adults career-wise, but also learning about all of these different things that I was interested in and got to collaborate with my mom and my dad, my teachers, you know, to see what sort of subjects would best benefit myself based on my future and what I was interested in. So So Noah, those are a couple of your fond memories. What are some of the other ones? And then girls too, what are some of the fondest memories you have of your homeschool years, whether it was when you were little or high school or whatever you, whatever comes to mind? That's a great question. Well, there are many fond memories I have of my homeschooling days. You know, I would just say the things that I loved were spending time working on projects with other homeschoolers. I mean, 
you know, that, that kind of sounds weird, but of course, anybody who's been in homeschooling circles is well aware of the, you know, how are your children going to be socialized question. And <laughs> that is, that has since been debunked on this podcast and elsewhere many times over, but uh, we were part of a lot of great co-ops and homeschooling groups in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in this area. And, you know, working on other projects with fellow homeschooling friends for like, you know, geography fairs and history fairs and, you know, different, just the different things we did going on field trips, very, you know, to historic sites, the old schoolhouse in Southern Wisconsin somewhere. Quite memorably, on one occasion, we toured a sausage factory of all places. <laughs> that is a fond memory. Oh, that was such a fond memory. And cookies. We oh, yes, the, cookie the, the cookie factory. I mean, just all these like little <laughs> things. But seriously, like, I mean, that's what they make documentaries about, like how how those industries work, sure. you know? So yeah. I loved the hands-on element. I would say my favorite thing, it wasn't a very strict, super structured thing in that you know, if you start a book at the beginning of the year, that's it. You can't do anything else. And for me, that's very important. So that was, in general, my favorite thing. I have a bunch of fond memories from that, too. Kind of similar, like extracurricular things like Noah was mentioning. I did a lot of theater also, and homeschooling gave me the opportunity to be greatly involved in that. But I also have little memories, like I was thinking of one where I was learning to read. And mom did a thing called buddy reading with me. So we would sit on the couch together, pick a book that I was really interested in. I got to pick the book. It wasn't something assigned. And we just would sit there and mom would help me on the hard words. We'd read like, she'd read one page, I would read another. And it was really a kind of a cool way to learn reading. And I really, that's a fond memory for yeah. me. That's so good because reading is fond memories for moms, learning to read, isn't it? And you did talk about that, Tina. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, Rachel, I'm. that's cool that you wanted to mention that because you basically have like two or three books going at any one time now, right? So it stuck, whatever we did. <laughs> yep, it did stick. <laughs> I personally think that homeschooling provides such great opportunities for families. Do you guys agree? Yes. So many different things. Madeline, can you think of any great opportunities we were able to? Well, as I said before, I was, you know, extremely involved in theater and just a lot of activities outside of school or my house. And just all of the activities outside of that, like theater or whatever, extracurriculars. Yeah. And I think just to sort of piggyback off of uh, my dear sister here, you know, Madeline, just think about it. Like you were very involved with theater. I mean, not only were you playing principal roles in many of the the musicals that they had here in town. <laughs> but you also had an internship at the Performing Arts Studio, which was a huge experience for yeah. you, wouldn't yeah, you say? it was. And that did take up a lot of time. Oh, yes. And if I was going to a public school or a private school, I definitely would not have been able to have that opportunity. And it gave me a lot of insight into how an office runs and just how a business runs in general, which That's I true. think, you know, for if you want to call it the real world, I think that that is something that a lot of public schoolers don't get the chance to do. So that was really valuable. You know, that's a really excellent point, Madeline, because, you know, I hear all the time, you know, you homeschool your kids, are you going to expose them to the real world? And I, I fail to understand how sitting in a classroom eight hours a day is the real world. 
yeah. versus actually getting out and being with people of all ages, right? And mm-hmm. occupations and backgrounds. That doesn't happen in schools. No, it certainly doesn't. You know, I mean, one of the things that I got to experience as part of my homeschool education was spending time with individuals not strictly limited to my peer group. So spending as much time with adults and people in grades lower than me and grades above, you know, me of, of all different ages. Oh, no. Heaven Besides forbid. You are mixed with age groups. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. And see, isn't that just how real life works? I mean, I can't think of any functioning adult in, you know, Western society who spends most of their time with one age with group. With their age group. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Rachel, what are your some some of the opportunities that you feel you had? Kind of along the same lines of um, being able to interact with different age groups. I got the opportunity to get a job much earlier than most kids might get a job, or I was able to work more flexible hours because I was homeschooled and school was flexible. I was able to get a job at the YMCA. I could work really anytime. My boss loved me because I could <laughs> fill in any open shifts that there were, and because. I knew how to talk to older people, younger people, people my own age, because of what homeschooling had kind of taught me about the real world. I was able to be a very effective lifeguard. And my boss told me a lot of the time that, you know, wow, that's that's great. You actually know how to handle our customers. And it was something that homeschooling taught me. Yeah. I would say that even with Madeline in theater is that she always got a lot of compliments just done what a respectable young lady that she was and still is. <laughs> right? It doesn't end at graduation, right? That's right. <laughs> Even for moms and dads, I mean, the opportunities that we get with meeting other people and because of our kids being able to, you know, volunteer in different areas and lots of opportunities. Absolutely. All right. So a lot of pressure on Noah and Madeline here because they're sitting here with their sibling. And Rachel, I guess you can say whatever you want, but Abby, we'll listen to this later. How do you feel your sibling relationships were affected by homeschooling? I'll start. (laughs) (laughs) You know, honestly, siblings will be siblings and they'll have their petty squabbles and so forth, to be sure. I mean, that's just like any sort of communal living. But I I can honestly say, (laughs) to to, to use a formal term, but I can honestly say that I have a great relationship with my sister. We're very close. We know how to treat each other with respect. We've learned to accept the other person, you know, the good, the bad, the vices, etc. And we we really are friends. Like I, I would say my sister Madeline and I, we have introduced things to each other that the other has found interesting, you know, my sister is very interested in criminal justice. She kind of introduced me to that world and also kind of instilled in me a admiration for literature. I recently finished uh, a book, a collection of the short stories of Ernest Hemingway that I would have never picked up if my sister hadn't <laughs> been sitting in the other room quietly reading her Agatha Christie and Fitzgerald and, you know, the like. It's just one of those things where we really have this respect of each other. And um, no, I would say homeschooling has really brought us us close together because really like your sibling becomes your your friend and that's how it's supposed to be. That's that's a healthy family. Your only classmate. Yeah, your only classmate. (laughs) Yeah, but I would say that just with homeschooling in general, it really mixes life and learning 
it doesn't separate the two. And and that really translates into a relationship, like as as Noah said, that we were able to share those things with each other. It was just natural. It wasn't such a, a separation. Yeah. So I would say that was a big thing. And then just with anything, it's just a given that if you spend more time together, you're going to you know, get closer and you're going <laughs> to establish those relationships. So that was also a big help. Aww, let me just take a moment. Basking, <laughs> basking in the sun. Okay, do I get to bask or something else, Rachel? <laughs> I could be really mean since Abby's not here, but I'll be nice because, you know, living in such close proximity and having to learn together, we learned how to push each other's buttons, how not to do that. But yeah, I think we definitely were way closer as siblings than we would have been if we hadn't been homeschooled because living on top of each other and all of that. But we were learning a lot of the same things at the same time. And I think we kind of helped each other through it. And we've always said that we're kind of each other's other half. And that was really <laughs> amplified when we were homeschooled. It's like if one of us couldn't figure something out, the other one probably couldn't. We help each other out or, or not. <laughs> we really mean. But we grew really close together. And also a testament to parenting. Ah, <laughs> bask. But yeah. So tell everyone about your choice to about when you were graduating, because that's part of it. Yes, that's probably the biggest example of how much I like, love my sister. We are only 11 and a half months apart in age, but it was enough of a gap that I could have graduated in what? 2019. 2019. And, you know, that's just kind of what we thought for a couple of years, even when we'd started school, Abby was going to graduate a year after me, but we were studying a lot of the same things. And one day mom asked, hey, do you want to graduate, you know, by yourself or with your sister? And without a second thought, I said, no, I want to graduate with Abby. And we were able to do that last year, walked in the same ceremony. And it was really awesome to see we had gone through all those years of school together for better or for worse. And we were walking <laughs> in the same ceremony. Even we went together. That is absolutely beautiful. I love it. <laughs> I wish I was homeschooled. <laughs> I know if we could go back, huh? <laughs> Let's go back. What about your parents, Madeline? So you you've bonded with Noah. You've hung out with Noah. You became best friends through homeschool. <laughs> Do you we think- are really putting a like risk up this, here now. Yeah. <laughs> this this is real life. This is how it goes. Would you say how with your parents did that relationship grow together or apart? <laughs> well, it definitely grew together because my parents know what I'm passionate about. They know what I'm good at and what my strengths are. You know, if you're going to an actual school, you're sending your kid away for an entire day. You know, your parent gets home from work, maybe there's not really any time that the kid has to do the homework. There just isn't time to talk. So there really is a loss of how much you truly do know and connect with your kid or with your parent. So it is really important because, as I said, my parents know me quite well. You know, (laughs) they know everything I've been interested in and everything I have struggled with. So they really do know me as a, as a whole person. That's so true. Rachel, how about you? I agree. You get really close with your parents when you, they're your teachers. But I think more than that, again, 
Madeline said they see your interests and they really encourage you in that. They aren't just shipping you off to the public schools. They saved your life. <laughs> they did. And I really appreciate that. But more than anything, I've grown close to my parents because I've seen all the work they've put into making sure we got the best schooling I could possibly have. And <laughs> Aww. Aww. Tina's and crying right now. <laughs> I really respect how you chose to homeschool us. And that really, you know, I, I like that you did that. Yeah. I've grown closer to you. <laughs> Because I've seen, you know, what you go through every single day to make it happen. Same thing with Dad. Noah, before I, like, choke up too badly. <laughs> I am of the the belief, and, you know, pardon me for being some something of an activist, but I really do think that the notion that a parent would send their child away to an institution for eight-plus hours every <laughs> single day is is absolutely crazy. That is not the way that we as Christians should view child rearing, should view the relationship, the God-given relationship, the holy relationship between a, a, a mother, a father, and their children. Parents should, you know, even on your worst day, you as the parent are your child's best teacher. I really do believe that. And, you know, I, I've loved spending the, you know, I wouldn't trade my homeschooling education for anything. I love the fact that I've been able to spend all day with my parents. I mean, you know, my father's a real estate appraiser. So from, you know, going on, on drives to appointments with him during the day to going to the library with my mom and my sister, it was so special. That's the way it's supposed to be. I think a lot of people look at homeschooling and, you know, see it as sort of unconventional, this idea that you're not with your children all day. But I mean, really, like, that's just the way it was supposed to be, I think, and I, I love it. I'm very close with my parents to this day, and there's just we have just such this authentic, real relationship, because inevitably, when you're that close as a family, you're going to see each other fail, you're going to see each other win, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, but when you can just be yourself and you don't have to hide anything from each other, or you know, you're just with each other all the time, they really are, you know, you really are a family, and I, I love that. That is really true because the fact is there's no hiding anything, right? They see, and they, the children, right? They see us at our best. Yes. Our absolute top of the mountain moments. And then they see us near the very bottom, the pit. And I think that's all of it. That's reality. You know, I talk about having a savior, Jesus Christ. And if, I mean, it, it it's, this is a natural parenting thing, but because we're home all day, every day, and they see me at the very bottom of the pit and my husband as well, that whole idea of having a savior is so much more tangible than just, you know, if we were to be apart all day. And I'm not saying that if your children go to school that you don't have these moments, you do, but there's so much more of an opportunity to really experience it live, full time. Eight hours a day. No, 24, 20, 24. hours a day. Not eight hours, guys. 24 hours. Yes. Nap lesson time. Oh, my gosh. Well, usually in the nighttime, we're a little more chilly. Oh, yeah. Sometimes we would do that, especially if it was on Friday and everyone was in a good mood the weekends on the horizon. Mom, can we just do math at like 7 p.m.? Yeah, We'll wait for Dad to get done with work so he can help us. And, exactly. and it was okay. You know, we did our math yeah. at nighttime. And then after that, it was Friday. So, yeah. you know, we stayed up late and everything else. But... That literally never happened in the Hollenbeck household, right, Rachel? Math, extra time. Oh, my goodness. 
Now, I have, I've kind of a, want to dovetail off of that. I think that if you can learn to get along with your family members whom you see, you know, good moments, bad moments, everything in between, that you can get along with anybody because there's nobody else you have to spend 24-7 with, right? So yes. that kind of, in my view, answers some of the socialization questions. But now with something you said, here's a, I'm going to throw you guys for a loop. This is not on the question list. <laughs> Have you ever heard criticism of yourselves or your Christian peers, this whole idea of we should have sent you guys to school so you can be salt and light. And so therefore we weren't being a proper witness as parents by keeping you all home. I am familiar with that argument, (laughs) Tina. I have heard it on numerous occasions. And again, just to clarify what Tina was saying, basically the argument here is The public school system needs Christian students in it so that we can witness and evangelize to to those lost students and we can be examples of of Christ in the public school system. But I'm I'm here to tell you that when you are a young person, and not not necessarily has nothing to do with your age, but everybody knows that when you are, you know, cognitively developing, you are perhaps more easily influenced than you are when you're older. So to put a Christian student in an environment, i.e. a public school system, where there's hundreds of non-believers who are dealing with, to be straight, they just don't have the moral conviction that we do as Christians about you know, certain things as to how we, we're called to live as Christians. I don't think that it's possible for a Christian, no matter how, how deeply rooted in their faith they are, to withstand that tsunami of temptation in a public school system. I'm sorry, but it's yeah. it's my opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is a tsunami to be in that environment continually. But hey, I'm not the kid. Madeline, what about you? <laughs> well, yeah, I definitely agree with Noah. It's my understanding that a person isn't wholly grounded in their, you know, moral convictions, their their overall worldview. Until they're about, you know, 17, 18, and even, you know, from then on, that's just the first couple of years. So it really can do more harm to a child who is being taught that God exists and that all these things that aren't necessarily evident in, in just your day-to-day life, it would definitely do more harm than good just to the Christian student, but at the, at the same time, what good could a child who doesn't understand everything of that nature and can't understand everything of that nature, can they really do a lot of good for maybe non-Christian children? Because, I mean, that's what they are. Uh, neither of them have a worldview of their own, and they can't until they're 18. So I think that the non-Christian kids could do harm to the Christian kids, but also I'm not sure that the Christian kids could could do a lot of, of good anyway, because they're all children. <laughs> That's a good, good one. Oh, totally. Anything to add, Rachel? Well, I totally agree with all that and kind of piggybacking off of that. Evangelizing is a missions field, and that requires a lot of faith and a lot of you know, conviction in your personal beliefs. And children just do not have that evangelizing, they can do that. They're capable of it, but they shouldn't be forced to. They shouldn't be put in an environment where that is what is expected of them. While they are still children, their parents 
need to fight those battles for them so they can keep them home, homeschool them, teach them how to handle that when they're older, and then they'll be more equipped for that. But the schools, schools are not a place to fight those battles. Yeah. I heard a mm-hmm. quote once that was, it's harder to repair a broken adult, right? I don't know the first part. Basically, it's easier, <laughs> but that's the only part that matters. Once you're an adult, all the damage that has been done because you weren't equipped from the beginning, right? And then to have to go back and try to get rid of all of that, it's, it's difficult. Absolutely. I like that, you guys. The, that's so good. What are some benefits from homeschooling from your perspective, Noah? The benefits of homeschooling? Well, there are so many. Endless benefits, <laughs> it seems, because that's the way it was supposed to be. I would argue that homeschooling is the natural way that God intended children to be educated. That's my belief. But to get into some of the benefits, one of the ones that I'm most passionate about, in large part because I utilized it to my advantages, is this notion of interest-based learning. Now, there are certain things that every child needs to learn. Math, how to write well, you know, how to communicate. You know, God has put, I believe, as a Christian, in every single child an interest, a passion, different interests. And homeschooling is an environment that allows a child, gives them the time flexibility, and it gives them all of these opportunities to explore that. I mean, I mentioned briefly how I shadowed my, you know, sort of through like an internship apprenticeship format. My uncle and father in the real estate industry learned a lot about business. I also started my business, started writing, which I still do to this day when I was 16 and still homeschooled. And if I wasn't homeschooled, that would have never been possible. So I would say interest-based learning is the one that I'm most passionate about. Well, the benefit that really stands out for me is I wasn't brought up in an environment that made me resent reading or learning of any kind. And that's something that I hear, you know, amongst my friends who have gone to a public school or even private school. They really just resent reading and learning, so they they don't do it. And they really have a bad, twisted perspective on on reading and, and, and learning in general, because you know what it, what is learning anyway? It's just your reality, the world around you. So I think to to have a twisted perspective of that is a very harmful thing for any person. So I would say my biggest benefit is I saw even the subjects or any area of study that I maybe wasn't uh, the biggest fan of, I still didn't hate those things because I was brought up with the perspective that, you know, history, it was you're just learning about stuff that actually happened. It's not just this boring subject that you have to get tested on and, and everything. And I wasn't a huge fan of history, so that's why I use that as an example. But even the worst things it still feels like life and just learning about the world you're actually living in. I can think of another benefit of homeschooling is um, life skills. When you're a homeschooler, obviously you're learning the basics like that you would learn in school anyway, albeit, you know, better. But (laughs) you learn life skills, like you learn how to, you know, clean a house, you know, you know, manage yourself. You learn how to be a more well-rounded adult because your parents know the skills that you will need 
when you have to enter society and kind of be independent and they teach you those things. They, they understand you once again. They understand you and they know what's coming because they're adults. They know what they had to learn. They help you prepare. If I may just add something, not to take up all of our airtime, <laughs> but, but if I may just add something related to what Rachel just said, there are so many things that I learned because of my homeschool education that they simply don't teach at a public school. For example, how to file taxes, how to be a good communicator, how to negotiate with regard to the business world, how to generate an income, how to write well. Again, going back to what I was saying, I really do believe in the power of a child's volition. If a child does something on their own volition, and to be fair, yes, indeed, you need a child will need to do things just like any adult that they don't like to do at a given time. But if you can find a way to take those subjects that are necessary and cater them to their interests, for example, I did not like writing at all. But when my mom found a way to blend writing curriculum with my love of history, we were in business. And of course, I've you know since written about different historical topics for publications. Anyways, if you believe in the power of a child's volition and for all you parents out there, I mean, if you think about the public school system, the whole thing is is built off of superficial and arbitrary rewards. You know, as as John Taylor Gatto would say, sticks and carrots, gold stars, grades that mean nothing. You know, but when you're doing things homeschool-wise, for example, I, I got to write an article for a magazine when I was homeschooled. And I got to, it was on my own volition, my passion with writing fueled by my mom's support for me. So it's just, I really do believe in, again, just for all of you parents listening, I just want to stress the power of that because it will make, it will bring joy to your homeschool. It will make your relationship with your kids better. If you can find a way to blend their interests with the subjects necessary, you're in business. <laughs> amen and amen. Yes. Very good. Is there anything any of you would change about your homeschooling experience? And if so, what? I personally would not change anything about my homeschooling career, shall we say. I was homeschooled from the very beginning, and that's how I always would have wanted it. I would repeat it again, because I think, once again, that's probably the, I learned so much because of that, and I, I really got a very complete education because of homeschooling, so I would recommend it, and I would do it again. <laughs> As would I, and... <laughs> I also, I wouldn't change anything, but there definitely were rough times, especially for me. I have never thrived in a school environment, and it was hard for me because I don't necessarily follow directions well or do, you know, <laughs> structure things like that well. So it really was, we had to learn how, how I learned best. So there were even yeah. years that were just not the best. They weren't really the best experience at that time, but it definitely was important moving forward because I learned so much about how I learn best and how I live best. So I, I still wouldn't change anything. And I learned so much about how I learned best through, <laughs> through my kids. Really? Right? Mm -hmm. Right, Madeline? Madeline yeah. actually taught us how mom learns best. <laughs> I wouldn't change anything either. The only piece of encouragement that I would I would give parents who are are homeschooling now or considering it, you know, every homeschooling family falls into this temptation from time to time. You just have to remember that life is school. 
Life is education. It's less important to get through the math book than it is to spend a beautiful day enjoying nature and learning how to communicate with people. <laughs> no, didn't you? You probably didn't know this, but one time Rachel's dad said that to her, life. No, to Abby. That oh, was to Abby. To Abby. Yeah. All of life is school. And Abby about cried. <laughs> No, I can't get away from it. I have to walk around with my backpack on forever, Dad. Well, I, I, I remember talking to a uh, one of my friends who was homeschooled, his dad, and I was talking to my homeschooling friend, and I was talking to his dad, and I was like, yeah, did you guys start school yet this year? You know, it was like August, and the dad, and my friend's like, no, and the dad's like, oh, yeah, we did. You guys just don't know it yet. That you know? is good. Because that's what he was getting at. Yeah, Exactly. I love this next question to anybody who wants to speak up right off the bat. What advice do you have to a homeschooler out there who maybe is doubting this whole homeschooling process? And especially because it is the season right now, as we know, all of us, that there are a lot of new homeschoolers who, who maybe have been in school. And so this whole idea of homeschooling to them might be a little bit scary, weird, odd, not quite sure. Do you have some advice to the homeschooler who's maybe doubting in themselves or in the whole notion of homeschooling? Well, first of all, it's really not this whole complicated, <laughs> you know, you have to know exactly, you have to understand the whole curriculum and you have to follow exactly just like, you know, the public schools are or whatever. I think the first thing you need to do is erase the mindset that school and life are completely different, as we've been saying this whole time. I was brought up that learning was just learning about life and living life, and you just find things out as you go, and obviously you have to have the core, you know, you have to do math, science, all of that, but it really is just living life with a lot of extra intentional learning, obviously, but it's not a whole complicated, you know, you're basically doing exactly what the public school does by yourself. You know, it's just, it's, it's not like that realistically. Nicely stated. I've actually gotten to encourage a homeschool kid in real life. I do some, some reading tutoring and one of the little girls that I had, it was when I first met her, she had never met anybody who had like graduated from homeschooling and she wasn't sure it was like working now she was she's 10 years old so she doesn't quite know <laughs> how school like supposed to work yeah. but she had never been in the public school she'd been homeschooled her entire life and she was wondering like is there something better out there is this really you know what what I should be doing and I got to take her aside and say no you are doing probably you know the best thing for your education right now you know, she's a very creative person so like you get to be creative with homeschooling and you get to just, you get to experience, you know, things you would not experience in the public schools. And she took that as a great encouragement. And just from my example of also, she knew I had graduated. I made it all the way through. So I think you know, we can encourage kids who are, you know, feeling bad about it. But, you know, us homeschoolers who have graduated can also be like a, a testament to what you can accomplish. And this little girl is very encouraged to see that I made it all the way through. And now she's really excited to be homeschooled. Well, let me just speak directly to parents for this one. Like I said before, on your worst day as a parent, you are still your child's best teacher. And I know my mom and Tina have talked about that on the podcast before. Think about it. You've taught your child how to walk, taught your child how to talk, uh, how to 
behave, just how to, I mean, think of, think of what you've done in your monumental role as a parent. And now you're just going to bring that to a close and send them to, you know, an institution to a bunch of people who know nothing about your child, quite frankly. And I get it. We have some good teachers out there. We also have some bad ones, but that's neither here nor there. You are your child's best teacher and you're meant to learn alongside of them. You know, that's, I mean, going back to the classical model of education, that's just one, one label for it. But I understand that it can be intimidating thinking about homeschooling your children. I mean, after all, where we are in time and space here in 2021, this notion of sending your child to public school, it's what you do. It's what you do here in the United States. And to be frank, it's what you do in most other countries. But think about where it's gotten us. You know, I mean, just think about our country and our world. We live in a, an unprecedented time, you know, no matter how you view the world, you know that something's got to change. So I would say that, you know, to say that homeschooling is a radical idea, I think it's a natural idea, but maybe a radical idea is needed in this day and age. That's true. That is good. Ladies, do you have advice for parents? Noah kind of, you know, got started with that one, but, you know, talking to the parent who's out there wanting to start homeschooling or in the middle of it, um, what would you say to them? My biggest advice is to embrace uh, flexibility. Um, you don't have to finish this big textbook. You know, if your kid turns out they're super passionate about this other subject completely or this other kind of branch within one subject, you can you can allow flexibility because at the end of the day, you're just learning information, you know, and if you're going to learn more, if you're going to, if your kid is going to retain more by reading a different book that they actually genuinely want to read, they're going to learn more. And, and that's really the whole point. So I think that my biggest advice is to not feel bad if, if you're, if you feel like you're just quitting halfway through and you're just dropping things or you have no structure or you feel like you should be doing this this whole you know big system this whole curriculum because at the end of the day it's just it's just learning information and it's just what the best way to do that you know for for your individual kid yes my advice to parents who are kind of hung up about homeschooling should they do it should they continue with it it's just to remember that your children are absolute treasures, even if they don't act like it all the time. <laughs> they are a treasure that's been given to you to nurture. And I've heard from my mom many times that watching a child grow and learn in an environment that really nurtures them is one of the most rewarding things you can ever watch as a parent. So I would ask, why would you deprive yourself and your child of that experience by sending them to public school? I'm bawling over here. <laughs> that was actually one of the reasons that I wanted to homeschool. I just, I loved my girls. I couldn't imagine giving them to somebody else. Me too. <laughs> me too. I just, I couldn't fathom. It just, it seemed unnatural to me. It just really seemed unnatural. Do I get to ask this next question? Because I've been Go dying. Okay. <laughs> All right, kids. Should you become a parent yourselves. Okay. <laughs> Should you choose to walk the road of parenthood? Will you indeed homeschool your children? I'm definitely going to. 
I've been saying this the entire time, but homeschooling has been such a blessing in my life. And like I said, I feel it really like made me the best possible version of myself. And I've gotten to experience learning that I loved. I got to try things that, you know, to see if I was interested. I found tons of things that I enjoyed because of homeschooling. And if I become a parent, I want my kids to have that opportunity also. I want them to be able to be completely themselves and to figure out what works best for them. And homeschooling is the best possible way to do that. Yeah, I would I would definitely want my my kids to be homeschooled. It's it's hard to think of at 18 years old right now. <laughs> but yeah, because my other options would be what, you know, public school. And I yeah. Just as Rachel was saying, I, I definitely would want them to have the chance to learn what they want to learn. Because for me, I know that if I wouldn't have been homeschooled, I think that I would resent learning and I, 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 you know, I wasn't homeschooled my entire childhood. And I know that for me personally, the couple of years that I was not homeschooled, I really resented learning of any kind. I resented reading of any kind. And if my child was also like that, I, that would be very dangerous. And I, I just wouldn't want to risk that. <laughs> If I ever do have children, I want them to live rich lives filled with experience and and wonder. I mean, just as any childhood should be. I want my children to be able to go places and communicate with people, learn. And, you know, you just can't get that uh, when you're sitting in a classroom for eight hours a day at a public school. I mean, you know, you just can't. So the answer is a resounding yes that I... <laughs> I will most definitely homeschool my kids if I have any. I'll homeschool your kids, guys. (laughs) Okay, so any prospective spouses out there for these three, just keep that in mind. (laughs) Rachel rolled her eyes at you. I think they all kind of naming names. They all rolled their eyes, actually. (laughs) Oh, I love all of this. I'm just I'm reading the list. Tina, how about you go? (laughs) Sure. So you guys are all three graduates, as is Abby. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to since you graduated a whole month ago, Madeline, <laughs> and maybe what your next kind of steps, ideas, plans, knowing that man and woman makes their plans, but God redirects steps when necessary, but just kind of what you've been doing, what you think your next few steps will be in life. Well, like everything this past year, I had plans that were... A wrench was thrown into them. But one thing, because of homeschooling, I learned how to adapt and (laughs) fix that and come up with something else that I wanted to do. Now, I'm not doing a ton right now, but I went out and got a job and I'm working like part time, but it's a really interesting job. It's, It's like it's working at a law firm as a secretary, skills that I learned from just realizing I like organizing things and making sure things work out. I learned that because I had the time to. So I'm doing that. But I've also been able to do a bunch of random activities. I was involved in a musical this past year. Even though I was graduated, my homeschool group called me back because they needed my help. So I've just been kind of picking and choosing from a bunch of different options. And I've been able to pursue things that I really enjoyed. And now that I'm graduated, I can just kind of experiment and see what I want to do next. 
Well, this question has plagued me <laughs> since I was about 10 years old because really the downside of being able to explore all your interests is finding out that you have a lot of interests. <laughs> yeah. So I am infamous amongst everyone who knows me for changing my career path every other <laughs> month. And I've, I've recently done that again. <laughs> so I will most likely, um, I'm planning on going to college, most likely for English literature and also psychology. So that is, that's my plan at the moment. <laughs> we'll talk to you again next week. Yes, it might be different, right? What have I been up to? Well, these days, I am a full-time podcast producer. That's a result of uh, uh, the sort of business and podcast that I started when I was 16. So that's really blossomed. And I've been very busy with that, very passionate about the podcasting industry. I do dabble in writing. I wrote a book uh, for Osprey Publishing about the Viking Age, uh, specifically the Viking activity in mainland Europe, modern-day France and Germany and the Netherlands. So that'll be published next year in 2022. So that's what I spend my time doing. You know, I'm working full time, you know, juggling side projects, opportunities, etc. But I proudly still do live with my parents. Uh, <laughs> and to be fair, I do pitch in around here. Uh, but, you know, yeah, yeah but and, and we all learn together. You know, we all do stuff. We, we still go to homeschooling conferences because we're passionate about it. Yes. And as homeschoolers, that's what we should be doing. You know, homeschooling is is larger than, you know, just our family. We realize that. And of course, we're just, you know, for those who don't know, I'm the audio editor producer of the Homeschool Loftcast. So. <laughs> You know, we're just, you know, I, everyone in this room right now is just so happy to be doing the homeschool loft to, uh, to some further enhance homeschooling. Yes, you got that right. Rachel, can you uh, chime in on what Abby's doing now since her graduation? Well, Abby's been busier than I have because she went out right away after she graduated and got married. <laughs> That's why she's not here. She's, you know, she's busy with married life, but she is enjoying that so much. And it is kind of funny. She was not a wild child, but she was definitely more adventurous than me when we were in high school. And she was like, I'm not going to settle down. I'm going to be a career woman. I'm going to do all these crazy things. And then she met her husband and got married. But she's enjoying that so much. And she's also working full time at a Montessori school here in town. And she it's working with kids. And she's always loved kids. And she's she had the opportunity to explore that with homeschooling because we did a lot of together. We did a lot of babysitting jobs because once again, we had a flexible schedule and she knew that she liked working with kids. So she went out and got that job and keeps her pretty busy. And that's why she's not here, <laughs> but she's enjoying that a lot. And I think she's going to continue that in the future. So good, everybody. Does anybody have any parting thoughts? Uh, nothing really particular for me. It's been a pleasure being on the show. And, uh, you know, of course I've been in sort of the podcasting scene for a while, but it was so, so exciting to witness Madeline Tetzner and Rachel Hollenbeck's <laughs> podcast debut here on the homeschool offcast. It was exciting in the beginning. I have to confess. Okay. So you might notice that thank goodness there is such thing as editing in the podcast world, right, Noah? Oh, yeah. Because I usually get the giggles. I'm not sure what it is, but I really do. So mm -hmm. we made it through and hearing you guys, hearing how your views were 
of pretty much everything we poured into as parents with our hearts, that is, prayed, poured into, Lord Jesus, help us to make it through this time and help them to come out to glorify you. I hope that you can see that these children, I'm not saying this because they're, they're our children, but they are brilliant. They, are, they lack nothing. God is faithful. And their lives are really just beginning as young adults here. So I couldn't be more, and I, more proud. And I understand we'll be having some uh, featuring some additional homeschool graduates on the podcast. We will, yes. So you can look forward to that as well, listeners. Mm-hmm. We're not just using our own children. They were just the first ones. <laughs> exactly. to... The guinea pigs. Yes, yes. exactly. We didn't, we didn't really give them too much of a choice, I don't think. Oh, they had a choice. Kind of. Just in, you know, their studies, like Madeline said, free, you know, self-directed. Noah said that too, you know. Yeah. So they had the option. Yeah. <laughs> we would have right. started charging rent, but they had the option. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in once again to the Homeschool Loftcast. I hope that you have a blessed evening. And remember, you are your children's best teacher.